You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Do you find yourself feeling somewhat uncomfortable around people of the same sex? Have you looked at someone of the same sex and thought, I most certainly would like to make out with that human and or hold their hand and skip off into the sunset? Has someone of the same sex come on to you and you liked it? Well, fear no more. Gaby Gone, a new product from Make the Gay Go Away, has just the cure for you. 20% more effective than conversion therapy, and 75% more effective than telling someone, have you tried not being gay? Gaby Gone will take away those filthy desires that make you hate yourself. Someone in the same sex bends over and you like it? Gaby Gone. Your boyfriend's sister looks infinitely better in flannel? Gaby Gone. You're a woman who loves power tools and your favorite store is Home Depot? Gay be gone. Find yourself strangely attracted to the shake weight ads on TV? Gay be gone. Talk to your doctor today about a prescription for gay be gone. Side effects include overaggressive denial, self hatred, mental sexuality, increased need to prove non gayness, anal veganism, and put in state as a enjoyment of drinking white claw. Gay be gone is just right for you. Lesbertarian, the only place for liberty-loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. Greetings there, folks. Welcome to Lesbertarian Episode 4. Today's episode is going to be a controversial one. You've probably heard about a father in Texas who was fighting in court to stop his seven-year-old son from being transitioned to a girl. Jeffrey Younger's petition for sole custody of his twin sons, Jude and James, was denied by the court. His attempt was to stop the twin's mother, Anne, oh goodness, Georgulis, we're just going to call her Anne, from transitioning James or Luna, as she has named James now. Anne claims that James, a.k.a. Luna, likes to wear dresses and prefers to be identified as Luna while Jeffrey states that James shows no signs of wanting to be a girl when around his father. James was taken to a therapist that claimed that he has gender dysphoria. Anne wants James to go through hormone replacement therapy. Now, there are claims that hormone replacement therapy can cause infertility, blood clots, and other health side effects. Anne acquired a letter of recommendation so that James can, quote, receive a full psychological assessment for gender dysphoria and potentially take hormone blockers. And also, through the court, wants to bar her ex-husband, Jeffrey, from having contact with his sons, leading Jeffrey to try to gain full custody himself. Jeffrey believes that Anne has completely influenced James to become Luna. In an 11-to-1 decision, Anne was given sole custody of the twins. I'll admit, this is one seriously complicated mess, while I knew from a very young age that I was gay, and there are plenty of people on the planet who claim that it's not possible to know such a thing that young, can the same thing be said about those who feel they were born the wrong gender? I've spoken to many a trans person who says they knew very young. The thing is, there isn't really much said from James that we can publicly back up if he feels like he is a girl. All we have are the words of father and mother. What would help in this situation is being able to hear from James that he is indeed Luna, a name some outlets 
claim that his mother chose, as I said earlier, which, if true, would give us a clue that his mother is the impetus behind this change. I mean, seriously. Mom, I can't even pick my own name. Here's hoping that's all nonsense. I believe Seven may be a bit too young to start trying to change a child's young body that's still developing. But to me, most of all, I want to hear from James. Or Luna. It's hard enough to get a seven-year-old to clearly articulate what they want. Their brains are nowhere near fully developed, and understanding complex topics is beyond their grasp at this point. As I said earlier, I knew I was gay very young, but couldn't articulate that at the time. I know knowing your sexuality is different than feeling if you're, as if you were born in the wrong body, but it's up to the person dealing with gender dysphoria to come to that conclusion and to state that conclusion, whether you, audience, think, think James is being used as a pawn in a far-left agenda or that this is an honest thing and James wants to indeed become Luna, I can't imagine that a seven-year-old is yet capable of articulating how they feel and what they feel. The what-ifs are infinite at this point. What if James, soon to be Luna, changes their mind and it's too late? Will this affect how their body will develop? If James indeed feels that he is a girl, I feel that it's much better coming from him in his own words. I have heard that the father is the one suppressing James so he can't speak out, which either could possibly be the truth or just seems like very convenient. Well, the man lost the petition, so are we going to hear from Luna anytime soon? There are claims on both sides, health professionals, families, members, friends, that James either wants to transition or doesn't. But hearing that out of the mouth of the child would hold a hell of a lot more weight to me. And until his brain has fully developed, I can't sign on to this. I'm in no way trying to say I understand the plight of growing up trans. However, if you can't clearly articulate to me your gender dysphoria, I'd hope that the parents would be supportive, but not forceful in raising their child. If James wants to be Luna, then by all means, he should be allowed to make that choice on his or her own. I don't believe we have enough medical proof that transitioning young is beneficial before the body fully develops. I can see why some would think that is the best time, so that they would maybe develop as the gender that they feel they are. But my fear here is that James is not the catalyst behind this. It's his mother, Anne. In a tweet from trans activist Blair White, quote, If you believe children shouldn't be able to drive, drink alcohol, or get a tattoo, but should be able to chemically castrate themselves and transition, you're either a monster or a fucking moron. I think she has a good point. An argument can be made that driving, drinking, and getting a tattoo aren't the same as transitioning. But you have to admit, as we get older, the choices that we made years ago, we sometimes wish we hadn't. Or we wonder why in the hell we thought it was a good idea in the first place. Problem is, I don't think James is making this choice. Parents, support your children, yes, but taking this to court seems a, like a step too far. Your child is the one who needs to make this choice, not you. And as a parent, you have to find the balance between letting your children make a choice and knowing when you should tell them that while you support their choice. Sometimes you need to take your time to make sure of this choice in time. This is infinitely more detrimental than the parent that decides they want 
I don't know, their child to become a ballerina so that the mom can fulfill her wish of having been a ballerina when she was younger and didn't get the chance to, so they can live vicariously through their child. Your child is just that. A child. Until they are an adult that understands the consequence of choices, I would urge you to be very, very careful. After that, time for some gay news. In Knoxville, Iowa, a 56-year-old woman was killed by debris after a gender reveal party ends in an explosion that this past Saturday. It's unclear how this happened and why. What exactly is a gender reveal party? According to CNN.com, the reveal can be as simple as cutting a cake to reveal a color inside, blue for a boy, pink for a girl, to elaborate over-the-top spectacles. At one Louisiana party, an expectant father wedged a melon into an alligator's jaws. When the gator chomped down, the melon split open, spattering blue goo everywhere to cheers from the crowd. This seems a little excessive to me. Another 2017 party in Arizona sparked a wildfire that burned almost 47,000 acres of land and caused more than $8 million in damage. In Australia last July, a car that was used to belch out blue smoke suddenly burst into flames, forcing the driver and guests to quickly abandon the vehicle. All that to say, I have no idea, man. There you go. Next up, another big story that recently hit the news amidst revenge porn allegations. Openly bisexual member of the U.S. House of Representatives, Congresswoman Katie Hill, has resigned. Nude photos were leaked along with allegations that she carried on consensual relationships with a female campaign staffer and a male member of her congressional staff, Legislative Director Graham Kelly, though Hill denies that. In a statement from Hill, In the final tumultuous years of my abusive marriage, I became involved in a relationship with someone on my campaign. She believed that her estranged husband, Kenny Heslip, was behind the leaked photos, in the first place, of her and her female campaign staff member, whose face is actually blurred out in the photos. There are rumors that her estranged husband also participated in these sexual acts with Hill and the female staffer. Website Red State said that text between Helsip and one of the staffers suggested that the relationship with Hill was abusive. To me, whatever happens between consenting adults is their business, not mine or yours. If there was abuse, I'm not condoning that. At all. Not in the least. A situation like this can result in a power imbalance that puts staffers in an awkward situation, of course. Or it can just be an angry estranged husband getting his revenge. People, look, revenge porn is lame? Grow up, you petulant child. If you have suspicions that someone is an abusive, in an abusive relationship, there are proper channels to go through. Revenge porn on a website reveals you, you to be the awful human being that you are. If you had any respect for the allegedly abused staffer, you wouldn't also drag them through the mud, even if her face was blurred out. Also, might be good not to create videos in the first place that can be weaponized against us. They're petty people in this world. We don't need to give them ammunition. Since today's episode was pretty heavy, we're going to end it there. If you want to reach out to Lesbertarian, look us up on Twitter at Lesbertarian, Instagram at Lesbertarian. Search out on Facebook, Lesbertarian, or you can shoot an email my way at lesbertarian at gmail.com. Music for this podcast episode is from bensound.com. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.